Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Network. Looking a little bit different today. Still fueled by Cody Rhodes. Still just absolutely obsessed with Ivy College of Business. Uh, but I do have Jamie Steyer Johnson here with me. Instead of staff, looks a little different for those of you watching on video. How are you doing, Jamie? Oh my gosh, I'm doing great. I am so excited to be on here with you again. We did an episode. It was it was a hot second ago now, but it was super fun. <laughs> and I told you before we started recording, this is my third podcast in three days, but that's like very much a good thing because I was talking <laughs> Iowa State women's basketball each time and I could do that, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So Yes. When, te- when Steph texted me this morning and she was like, I'm still not feeling well. She is super under the weather. Um, and she's like, I'm still not feeling well. Do you think you could get Jamie or something? And I was like, Jamie and I have been trying to get together for weeks, <laughs> just like in person. And so, yes, I can get Jamie to do this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Easy. Yes. Uh, and it'll just be like a prelude to hopefully actually being able to see you later this week. If the snow Yes. It allows us out of our houses, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, um, I am on a little bit of a respite with the, with the, uh, bakery, my full-time job because everybody's on a diet right now for the new year. Uh, so I happen to be just like really slow right now and catching up with friends who thought that I disappeared, uh, during the holidays. Sorry about that. Uh, but I mentioned earlier, uh, our podcast is sponsored by the Ivy College of Business. They are heading back to a very snowy campus very soon. Uh, I cannot believe how snowy it got. Probably 10 inches here. Did you get about that much? Yeah, it was it was terrible. And I mean, we only have like a single wide driveway, but our battery for our little like not quite snowblower, like kind of snow spitter uh died like halfway through i come in my hands are like shaking so bad from using muscles i never use uh and then christian finished it out when the battery was recharged so to him but i contributed i love that um i did probably like a half an hour of scooping and because we needed to get our car out to get our giant like intense monster Cadillac of a snowblower out, but I have to like shovel first. And then Arnold did a little bit. And then once I finally got it out, I, we kind of made a deal and I would much rather be outside in the snow, blowing snow, shoveling snow, uh, than doing dishes. And he was like, well, I'll do the dishes then. And I was like, yes. So that's, we got a great, no, you, you just gotta be able to work together sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, I, my biggest thing is like, I have Raynaud's. So like my hands start hurting real bad when they get cold. Ooh. So I'm like, I gotta be like a, a 15, 20 minute stint. And then I'm right back inside. So, yeah. you know, it was it was about efficiency today. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we also are logging in at 8.30, just slightly after one of the most intense, insane ISU men's basketball <laughs> games I've ever watched. Uh, we just beat number two Houston at Hilton Coliseum. Fran Frischel on the call. Absolutely love him. Um, but I was so 
hyped up. I was so intense. I was sitting there with my son on my lap. He had his pajamas on. He's watching Bumbledums or whatever he's watching um, to <laughs> before he goes to bed because I was not going to read him a book because I was watching the game. Just sitting there and my watch pops up and I'll just read you <laughs> what my watch said to me. Oh, I just got a text from my grandma. Shout out to my grandpa who had his last uh, radiation treatment today. So chemo radiation hopefully all done for them but my watch my grandma's probably texting me about the game she's obsessed high heart rate your heart rate rose above 120 bpm while you seem to be inactive for 10 minutes why why was my heart rate above 120 just watching the game Honestly, like that's kind of like way too standard for me. So it's a good thing my watch doesn't notify me for that. I'm maybe I'm shocked that it's never notified me before because that I was like, what is who's texting me? What is going on? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's just me. I'm the problem. Yep. Yep. I, <laughs> I have gotten those notifications once in a while, but like, I don't have an Apple Watch, so mine, mine gives me slightly different notifications, and it's like thought that I've started exercising or something when I'm calling a game. I'm like, oh, oh, funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, we'll turn that one <laughs> off. Let's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I'm, like, rolling out cookie dough or something, it's like, are you working out? And I'm like, yes, Basically, I am. Yeah. I am. Um, so the game, super intense. Mom Chilovich hit a so like, step close. back, crazy turnaround jumper. Essentially, like yes. I literally had said in our group chat, I'm like, put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, force something below the yeah. whistle. Like that seemed like the obvious move, which then they they would have been trapping, they would have been poking at the ball, but like that seemed like the best way to get a shot down. And instead yeah. you've got a freshman just like turning around, taking one of the toughest shots on the court you can take and yeah. just, just knocking it down and then making the free throws too. Like, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And honestly, like the whole game I've been kind of watching him and he just was not asserting himself. He just was not. I mean, he made a couple threes, a couple clutch shots. He just was a lot of the game felt like he was just observing the game. And I think in general, he does tend to like take a little bit of mental time off during the games. He plays a lot of the game. So I get it. You know, you need a little bit of a break, but, um, a lot of the game and it, he didn't seem lost. He just didn't seem as engaged. And I don't think he's a very like passionate person. Um, I don't think that not in not a bad like way. Really I, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not easily shaken, you know, mm -hmm. but he's also not easily like excited. Uh, and, and so I was just like, I was begging for him to just get engaged and make a move. And then they drew up a play for him, probably like an ISO play for him. Um, and the very last, I mean, close to the last play of the game, second to last play of the game. And he makes that insane move that I was like, where like this needs to be every three plays you need to yeah. be doing this yeah like every time down the court you need to be thinking how can i make a move and that's like the next step right like where yeah that, that's what you're used to seeing from freshmen is like people okay they need a little bit of time to like yes. adjust and learn okay this is what this is what a good move is for me this is like where that falls on how good it is for the team as a whole and so like i respect not forcing it but also at this point in the season i think that he's like established himself well enough to say okay yeah you you need to be hunting it a little bit more yeah Definitely. So you and I were chatting just a little bit before the game and you said that you saw some similarities between you're always, you know, at the women's games, always either calling the games, doing color for the games or you're um, 
going to the games or watching them on TV. So you see almost every women's basketball game. You were saying you saw some similarities between this men's team and the women's team specific players. And so I want to yeah. hear a little bit about that. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting because like you said, you know, I'm, I'm there at every Iowa state game that I watch, obviously a lot of big 12 as a whole, but um, I, I don't get the chance to like really sit down and, and fully engage with the men's games as much. Part of that is just like, bandwidth where yeah i i watch them very actively for better or worse and so <laughs> uh if i'm if i'm tired if i'm a little burnt out like i'll have it going but it's hard to really process so today i was yeah. like all right no like i'm locked in this is a big game and obviously they did a great job of keeping me locked in there but it was really interesting because you know we were talking already about Momchilovich and just how, you know, he has such great capability, you know, he's really versatile. He's, he's got some good height to him. Uh, he can put the ball on the floor. He could shoot from outside, inside. He makes tough shots uh, and he's very comfortable doing that in the clutch. And so immediately, obviously my thought is how Iowa state women's basketball has one of their own in Addie Brown. And so, yes. uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to see, that particular parallel just because you know having those kind of freshmen is not common in general um this year for whatever reason at least <laughs> on the women's side it is with with this class that they've got coming in but uh that is that is the very first one that i was watching i was like okay you know addy i will say uh, we were talking about how we want him to establish himself maybe a little bit more, look for a shot a little bit more. Not really an issue Addie has. Like, she stepped on the court right. and she was immediately, like, I mean, it, she was told, you know, you got to be looking for your shot. You got to be ready for basically mm -hmm. whatever comes your way. And so that's where it's like, okay, if we could get that to be extremely parallel, like, if, if we could get – Milan hunting it a little bit like Addy does, uh, that would be great. But also you have them and they're like very capable scorers, but they're really good team players as well, where Addy yeah. pass up decent shots mm -hmm. to get even better ones too. So that was the very first one I thought of. That's a good one. I'm I'm like starting to put par parallels together as I listen. And so I'm curious what some others. I wonder if there's maybe a Tame and Lipsy. We there. I'm gonna save Taman for okay, last okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a two-parter. Um, but the other one that, as I'm watching, I immediately was like, okay, this is a big one. Is kind of odd because it's not so much play style. Uh, it, it's much more vibes based. But I think of Rob Jones and I think of okay. Nymir Do. Because you've okay. got the big rock energy. You've got, he is always going to be super engaged. He's always going to go out there and give 110%. And I will also say there's times where even if he doesn't have the best game, he's going to find a way to positively impact his team. If there's someone else who's having a really great game and he's on the bench more, he's going to stay yeah. super engaged as well and be like the greatest cheerleader there. And that's something that Nye has like, perfected where she is like the biggest supporter especially of the young ones she adores the freshmen she said early in the year in one of our post-game interviews when she had a great game and a couple of the freshmen had a really good game up at st thomas she was like yeah you know ultimately i don't really care what i'm doing like if my job is to play good defense and to set up the other ones to have a good game. Like I'd be thrilled with that. I I'm super happy yeah. with that. I just want them to be successful. And so, uh, you know, she's one who just, she is man. She just, she gets so excited when it's not her, you know, for everyone yeah. else. Uh, and so that's where I was watching. I'm like, okay, you know, you have one of your older returners who's been around mm -hmm. and kind of knows what's going on. Um, is it maybe going to be your leading scorer? It can have really great games, but even if they're not having a great game, or maybe if they're more of a defensive player in that particular game, they're going to be like locked in, getting their team pumped up, getting the crowd pumped up. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Vibes are immaculate. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good one. Okay. What else do you have? Okay. It's so fun. This, uh, yeah. As, as I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, yeah, no, they're definitely are, especially <laughs> for like, 
for two teams that really don't have similar play styles. Yes. I was surprised yes. by how many I noticed as we were going of like, oh, wait, no, like that's actually kind of similar to, you know, someone else. So uh, my last one is Taman, and I wrote one down. And then as I started thinking about it more, I was like, well, there's there's actually kind of two in different ways. Uh, and and it's, it's very obvious too, I think, based on... Uh, the the player I'm comparing him to. But for Taman, my first thought was Emily Ryan because, you know, just that was what I was composed, thinking. <laughs> super composed, gonna have the game under control, gonna have the ball under control, uh, is able to do so many things well. Um, it is able to handle the ball, find teammates, get to the rim, score, shoot outside, you know, really now can can pretty much do it all. Um but as I was thinking about it more, the other person I thought of that actually might even be a better comparison is Ariana Jackson because okay. they're both local. Yeah. AJ's from Des Moines. Her family yeah. is deeply embedded with Iowa state, just like Taman's is. Uh, and then when you think about their play style, you've got a couple of players who are undersized for you know the level that they're playing at but that doesn't let them that they don't let that stop them um yeah. and they're still doing it all you know aj when she was in high school she was the leading scorer rebounder assister like i think she led her team in i'm not exaggerating every statistical category <laughs> yeah and now she's coming here and the thought was kind of well She'll take a little bit of time to adjust. She'll be a solid backup. You know, we'll we'll kind of see, but like, she's a great kid to have around the program, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, obviously with Emily out, that changed things. But now Emily's mm -hmm. back playing, you know, 20 minutes a game and still AJ's playing 30 plus minutes a game. You're, you're playing her right alongside because she's knocking down shots from outside, but then yep. she's also handling the ball. She's distributing. And so, uh, you know, just the, the composure and the control is very much a Taman and Emily, I think are similar, but then the more I thought about it, like Taman and AJ, very, very similar, just in their ability to do so many things really well, uh, and taking care of the ball, being aggressive on defense. Like AJ is a terrific on ball defender. Again, even with being a little bit undersized, you know, she's mm -hmm. one that you can really rely on getting up into people's grill. So yeah. It's, yeah. And that's, a, that's a good one to hear because we, we all know that Taman, he was great last year. He's incredible last year, but didn't always look for his shot. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to see that she is compared to like a more advanced version of Taman Lipsy. That gets you excited about, I mean, this freshman core for sure. Yeah, especially, yeah, seeing Taman like going out there and I know like how hard he worked on his shot in the off season and like, yeah. you know, uh, there's, there's been so much discussed about that, but just knowing, okay, you, it's not like he's never been a good shooter before right. when you have like a severe injury in high school. Yeah. Things get a little bit messed up sometimes, but super hard worker. And so uh, obviously he's, he's elevated his game big time this year. You know what? And this is a thing that it, it's a really random thing that I noticed about Taman today. So he did not shoot free throws well at the beginning. I think he went like one for five at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was just a moment where he kind of turned it around and said, no, yeah. I am a good free throw shooter. I'm going to hit these and hit hit free throws for the rest of the game in a game where there were a lot of free throws shot. And so it's, it's always interesting to me. Cause I took in college, I took like sports psychology classes and the psychology of it all is always very interesting to me. There's, it's very rare that somebody is having an off shooting night and they can turn it around and, and start to have a better shooting night. You know, if you're yes. off, you're off. Um, I think that that's the case also with free throws sometimes because it's mental. It starts to get into your head. Um, and so tonight to watch Taman flip that, just decide to flip that switch was so cool to see and such mm -hmm. a, like a nuanced thing to see him do. This has nothing to do with these comparisons, but um, when we just started talking about Taman and how, how much he worked to change himself um, from last year to this year, I also see so much like psych 
psychologically i was like what is that word yeah i see so much in him psychologically different and i see um just a more like poised and a more confident and just i mean the way that he sees the court the way that he sees you know where the passes are going to be quicker than everybody else he just he seems to see the game happen just slightly before it actually happens. And so that was cool to see. And it's cool to see that from him. I've become a huge Tame and Lipsy fan. Oh yeah. Especially. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been such a big fan of Tame for a long time. Cause I mean, I grew up in Ames. Uh, his his oldest yeah. sister is a year younger than me, so like I saw Taman running around in the Ames High gym when he was, you know, a couple years old, like when he yeah. was real young. So uh, it, it's just another in a long line of like, first of all, oh wait, you're how old? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but beyond that, you know, it's just cool to see someone who is such a hard worker and who loves Ames. Like that's where you, you talk about, obviously there's so many things that go into Hilton magic. Like I tweeted about mm-hmm. when uh, Sharp had a three that was like halfway down and then rimmed out and then Tracy yes. comes down and cans his second of the season. I'm like, that's Hilton magic. Yes. But like, also it's being able to draw on it because you're the home team and you've grown up in this place. Not just that's where you play your college basketball. Mm-hmm. That's where you like have grown up as a basketball player, as a basketball fan. And so for Taman to be like, okay, no, this is a huge game. This is a crazy environment, but like, I still have that like kind of center and being able to like, take that breath, have that just kind of, clean slate mentally and that confidence and just go out there. And yeah, I mean, him making his free throws down the stretch was Mm -hmm. crucial. Like, yeah, you want to make everyone, but if you're going to make them at any time near the end of the game, when it's close is, is super important. So that that is, it's super cool. I mean, and just like the development from year one to year two, it's like, okay, very very mature beyond his years which is kind of a theme in in this program on both sides with the young ones right now crazy isn't it and i just realized i went to ames high and you went to ames high and Taman went to ames high we're just ames high peeps yeah ames high ames high yes exactly and and look at us now i mean all, look at us now all really really uh wait what is this wait what is the Iowa State basketball we have to we have to do a Paul Rudd with Steph out like what is it look at us hey look at us yeah look at us now who would have thought yeah we we don't know what it is we need Steph here to tell us what it is (laughs) okay um I want to turn a little bit Oh, I just got a little message from forever ago that I'm buzzing a little bit. So sorry if the audio is a little wonky. Okay, I turned it down a little bit. So if I'm if I'm cray, guys, uh, sorry about that. Sorry I buzzed at the beginning. Uh, but Jamie, I want to hear a little bit about um, what you're seeing in this women's team specifically and kind of what you're seeing in the whole Big 12 because – we talked about this with the the volleyball team, the Big 12 being a gauntlet. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't let up for women's basketball at all. No. Uh, also, tough, tough games. Um, they've played tough games, and they have some tough ones coming. And so I just want to get kind of your insights on the team and the conference as a whole. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, first of all, the the kind of headline for this week is uh, a huge week at home for the women. Uh, and, you know, I it it does like grate on me a little bit because I'm obviously extremely sensitive to it uh, when people don't specify men's basketball when they're talking about men's basketball. So all the people saying, tweeting, posting, whatever. Oh, no more unbeatens left in college basketball. It's there's no unbeatens left in men's college basketball. Right. Because there's still a handful of women's basketball teams that are unbeaten. And one of them, if they get past their game on Wednesday, is going to be in Hilton on Saturday in Baylor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's that's really huge. Uh, You know, they're they're a top five team. They're undefeated. And 
there's there's a lot of potential there but not to get ahead of myself because that is the second ranked opponent of the week for the women west virginia <laughs> come to town on wednesday um and so it'll it'll really be interesting because west virginia is fairly small uh not super super deep they've had some injuries things like that but uh they're a great great team um actually they just had their first loss of the season this past week uh so they were they were one of the undefeateds for quite yeah. a long time and they're who did they the lose to texas oh yeah 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 texas came in it came into uh into Morgantown and beat them. So they will certainly be hungry, which uh, fortunately Iowa state gets to play a whole bunch of teams after <laughs> a loss that they're unhappy about. So um, they're, they're getting to really uh, go through the trial by fire, but no, yeah. it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. They're, they're smaller, but they're super aggressive. They pressure a lot. So uh, Iowa state, they've, they've seen some pressure down the stretch, especially, you know, near the ends of these close games, but they're three and zero in the big 12 and they've all been close late. And so even if they've struggled with the pressure, sometimes ultimately they figured out a way through it. So that is certainly something that you can say, okay, well, when we come out with the win, even with that, even if you struggle, sometimes you have to see something in order to get better against it. So that'll be super exciting. And then Baylor is a team that, Oh, they, they're very different from last year, kind of similar to Iowa state. They brought in a bunch of really high level players out of the portal. They had a couple that were hurt or not eligible last year that are playing again. And so they've got a tremendous amount of depth, um, a tremendous amount of talent, but the one thing they don't really have, which is crazy for a Baylor team is height. I was just going to say bigs. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got a freshman. Their lone freshman on the roster is six, seven, but yeah. she's very raw. She's really not really? playing a whole lot right now. So their tallest player in their normal rotation is like maybe six, two. Wow. So it's it's very different. And so uh, the players they have are extremely talented. They've got really great guards. They have good post play, but just not tall post play. So, you know, if, if you want to say, all right, well, where's your opportunities? Maybe that's one for Iowa state because I'll, I'll kind of pivot here and talk about where Iowa state's been, which is doing, doing pretty well. I've, I've been impressed. Uh, I've been excited, obviously, um, coming into the season, you know, I said it was a lot of opportunity that has been my key word for the year has just been opportunity. I've said it on the broadcast a billion times. I've said it on the other podcasts. I've been on this week a couple times too. So if you're, you know, for whatever reason, following everything I'm on, first of all, thank you. Second of all, are you sure? <laughs> Shout out. Third of all, I'm sorry, but uh, opportunity. And, and so they have, they've been up to the challenge this year. Uh, you've got the, you've got a five class five person class of freshmen that at this point, when you look on the court and it's five freshmen playing consequential minutes in conference play, it often doesn't register. Like usually it'd be, Oh, yeah. they've got all the freshmen out there. I mean, in the past it's been, Oh, they've got both. If you have two that play a lot, right. let alone a, an entire lineup. But <laughs> This group has just, they put it together and they're, they're yeah. super mature and, and they're, I mean, they're impressive for a lot of reasons. And so it's been really exciting to see them go out and especially in big 12 play, go out and have close games uh, against, against solid teams, um, and, and still come out with the win, especially two of them being on the road, uh, Baylor, or excuse me, BYU was a very mm -hmm. different environment. Uh, that was, that was wild. Uh, the, the crowd really gets into it. Um, and especially for 
Iowa State, where you usually have a ton of fans, uh, you know, really well attended, really well traveled. You've got people kind of spread out all over, especially, okay, you get into places that are further from Ames, down in Texas, things like that. Well, you have all sorts of families of players. You have grads down there. Um, Not so much the case in Utah. So there was a a very dedicated four-person contingent of like (laughs) friends of one of the managers and some players. But beyond that, you know, you're in a super hostile environment. So that's very different for Iowa State. And so all that to still come out with the win is frankly crazy. Um, Addie Brown just won her first freshman of the week, which is she's a victim of her own consistency. I cannot Um, believe that this is her first. She is, she is top two in the conference as far, in my opinion, as far as resume for freshman of the year. Yeah, and that's her first one. Uh, but it's yeah. because she's she's really doing the same things week in and week out. But she hasn't had those like huge flashy games as much. And so yeah. where someone else maybe gets rewarded for having 25 points or, you know, something like that. It's Addie's just doing OK. She's going to give you like 18 and 12, which for most people it is like, yeah, that's pretty impressive. 18, 12 and, and five probably since she's right. also, you know, dishing out assists left and right. But I uh, finally got rewarded for that. So that's super exciting. And then you've got Audie Crooks has won a couple of them as well. Three of the last four. You know, I'm the president of her club. fan club. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, <laughs> you and I went and watched her in the high school yeah. last year. We've been we talking about her like, I mean, even mm-hmm. before she committed uh, and just continues to be so dedicated and work so hard and just, I mean, I, one of my favorite moments of the season so far was sitting and interviewing her after the win at Oklahoma state, because that was a really big test for her knowing, okay, you're, you're going up in conference play against a player that can physically match you in Hannah Guster yeah. where she has a little bit of height. Uh, but physically she's fairly strong. So, uh, you're going to be able to compete against someone when, okay, you, everyone wants to dismiss what Audi accomplishes, whether it mm-hmm. be in high school because, oh, you play one a or in club because you played for a smaller club, like all that ignoring that they were throwing three, four people at her regularly. We won't even right. get into all that, but right. this isn't new to her. Um, but for her to go up against Gusters and, and to really play well there and to be such a key part in why Iowa State won that on the road was huge. And then we're sitting there and a man comes up as we're talking and she kind of looks up and like smiles and he's like taking a picture and then he kind of waits around and it's, I mean, he's, he's decked out in Oklahoma State stuff. And then I finish our interview and I'm like, well, I'll let you go because I think we've got some Oklahoma state fans who are wanting to take pictures with you. And she kind of laughs and she's like, oh yeah. And then we finish the interview. We go to commercial and she like gets up and he's like, and I'm like, Audie, I wasn't kidding. Like he wants a picture with you. (laughs) And, and so she like went out, took the picture and it's just like, people are recognizing it and see at Hilton, the kids are waiting around, you know, that's always been kind of the case, but especially now you've got these local kids and they're exciting and people are, people are really buying in. Um, God, Ariana Jackson in conference play, leading the league in percentage second in three pointers per game. She's 11 for 15 over three games. Oh like I've been telling people she's a great shooter. She just needed to get her feet under her. I think it's a little yeah. tough when you get thrown into the situation she was to start the year, but she came back yes. from break and it's like, kind of like you talked about with Taman wiping the slate clean on free throws. Like that's what Christmas break was for uh, AJ and shooting. Mm-hmm. And she came back and she's, I mean, Ben, it, she's had two games that would be worthy of freshman of the week if they would have been in the same. And then she had a sandwiched in between them, a game where she didn't score a whole lot. And so they yeah. were in the same week. So if, if they would have been in the same week, it would have been bar none. Like she would have gotten it and it wouldn't have been close. But I mean, I could just sit here and like go down the roster and talk about how great they've been. But like, especially, you know, I talked about Nye and her similarities with Rob of just like the energy she brings and stuff. And she's had a couple of tough shooting games here in conference, but like, she just stays so engaged. She stays so excited. She plays terrific defense. So uh, I want to give her like a ton of props for that. 
especially because, you know, we, we've got Emily Ryan back for 20-ish minutes a game, which is huge, 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 huge. But, you know, it, it's not the whole weight of the world can't be on Emily's shoulders, and it's not. And so Nia is yeah. still making sure, you know, it's not like, oh, well, now it's Emily's team and I'm just going to sit here and like, not really care. Like, that's not who she is. That's not her attitude yeah. at all. So uh, she's been, she's been so, I mean, it's really what's, what's crazy is that like everyone has taken such big strides. It's not like, oh, there's, there's, there's certain players that are separating themselves. Like, no, everyone is, is kind of like hand in hand walking together through the season because you know Hannah Bellinger just had her best game of the season. <laughs> Isnel Nadabu's had some great games. Like she's bringing great energy off the bench. She's bringing some points. Mm-hmm. Like it's I, I I've I've I just I've never seen anything like it in the time I've watched any basketball, let alone at Iowa State. And so I I will say that's why I think it's so exciting to see other people recognizing it. Like last week's crowd against Kansas was amazing uh and so i'm i'm just so excited for this i know that i know that you can't use twitter or x whatever twitter has uh, a measuring stick for anything these days uh but i do feel like there is so much support on twitter with you know cyclone twitter is crazy we're crazy we're psycho we will make you viral Um, but just the support of women's basketball on the Twitter machine is so cool. So Mm -hmm. awesome. So exciting. It really, well, and I mean that, and then I'm someone who's very tapped in nationally with general women's basketball stuff and people who are really into women's basketball are noticing this team for Mm. what they're doing with what the expectations were and with how different the roster is and with how young it is and also how fun they are to watch because this is, I mean, this is as fun of a brand of basketball as there really is. Uh, They pass the ball, they make shots, they rebound like the hustle plays. And so it's all the little things that come together and they're balanced. It's always different people doing the scoring. So it's just like, mm-hmm. it's a really exciting time where you, you have this future that is very, very clearly bright. Like from the start, that was evident where, yeah, these are players that are going to really go places, but plot twist, like you're, you're not saying, well, just wait. It's I know they're developing right before your eyes and they're very much right there in the race. They're, you know, one of four teams that are undefeated in conference. They're they they match up fairly well with teams. And every time they step on the court, I genuinely believe they've got a shot. Like that's not to say they're going undefeated. Like that's I'm not calling that shot, but there's right. not a team that's like <laughs> oh, they're tailor-made to exploit our deficiencies or our struggles, or we just, we simply cannot match up with this player. Like they're balanced, they play a lot of people and they're confident. And so that really goes a long ways. Yeah, I love this. I feel like we could talk about women's basketball. We could talk about Iowa State women's basketball specifically for like the whole night, but we do have to take a break. Um, and after our break, I want to, I want, I just want to tell you a few fun things about women's sports. Steph and I like to do this a little bit. We just pick a few news stories. We call them shout outs, just a short little, I don't know if you know about this, but let me tell you about it. So we're going to take a break. We are here in the Wild Rose Casino and Resort studio. And I just want to know if you guys remember what we talk about in every podcast. And that is Hopewood JD Will in a Day program. If you do not have a will, make it your New Year's resolution to just go get your will done. Just make sure it's done. Can you imagine a hawkeye getting your money can you i mean jamie can imagine a hawkeye getting her money can you imagine a baylor fan getting your money after you die we cannot allow that to happen so go and make sure that you know where your money where your stuff is going um if the worst thing in the world happens we're not even going to say it but uh fanatics get a 50 dollars off with the code fanatic hope would jd will in the day program 
check her out and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Uh, it is Elisa Woods here. I don't know if I said that at the beginning. Do you guys know it's me? It's Elisa. Just just the OG, Elisa here. Uh, and I'm here with Jamie Steyer Johnson, one of my favorites. Uh, and she's filling in with first Steph, who is under the weather today, under the weather on maybe the best day to be under the weather, really, because the city sort of shut down. But uh, we're wishing her the, the best. The city is listening. under the weather as in right. under a foot of snow. <laughs> right, right. So, Steph, we hope that you are healthy and back in a couple weeks when we record again. I'm sure you will be. Um, but Jamie is doing a great job of filling in. <clears throat> so, Jamie, I want to tell you a few fun things. Um, I feel like I don't get to be as fun when I'm sort of like leading the charge here. When Steph's when Steph's in charge, I just make funny jokes through the whole podcast. That's how I am. <laughs> That's why I'm the vibe queen at the 1012 network. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All posts. What do we have here? First of all, let's start on a bummer so we can end on some highs um the a captain of the matilda sam kerr australian um soccer player got a ruptured acl this week and so she is going to be sitting out for an extended amount of time and that is a huge bummer because she is one of the best players in the world um one of the best women soccer players in the world acl tear that's such a bummer do you watch it do you watch soccer ever I I mostly don't. It's it's a lot for me. Um, I've I've tried and I do on occasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's but it's a lot to process. But like especially just right now, it feels like we're inundated with severe injuries, especially in women's sports, and and that's yeah. that's been will probably be a battle for a long time for reasons that like I don't even have the time to get into, but. It's, it's really sad just that, you know, there needs to be infrastructure. There needs to be a focus put on the health and well-being of female athletes, like athletes as a whole, obviously, but we all know that that gets kind of shoved to the back burner for women a lot of the time. So it's just like, uh, it, it's hard. I've, I've had it like so many injuries in women's basketball in college this year, like, it's uh, it, it seriously like makes me sick in the pit of my stomach. It is horrific. Yeah. So I love Sam Kerr. I think she's a great player. Um, and I'm really bummed that she got injured. I saw when it happened, I saw some rumblings and I was like, please let it just be. I don't even want to say high ankle sprain because that's still like a fairly serious thing, but yeah, I was like, let it just be a couple weeks, but right. Super bummer. We wish her the best. I'm sure she's listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, another thing that popped up for me, probably at this point yesterday, um, Stanford women basketball coach Tara Van Vanderveer. Those Pella names, you know, they get me. Uh, but she had her 1200th career win, and she's now three wins away from passing Coach K, mm -hmm. who has 1202 to become the winningest coach in college basketball history. Yeah, dude, Award. She's she's unreal. Like, I mean, her longevity at Stanford has been crazy. She's yeah. she's a legend. Like, I mean, and then you think about like the players that she's coached in her time. Like, I yeah. haven't seen Stanford live very many times, but one of one of the times that Iowa State faced them was in the NCAA tournament. And uh boy, that was a solid uh Iowa State team. They got they got cooked. Yeah. Fell, dropped almost 50 on it. It was unreal. But like you, you, at that point, you just gotta be like, dang, that's a good player. That's a good team. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Tara, like she's been, she's been leading the charge for decades on making sure. Okay. You know, women's sports, they need to be respected. Like she's, I know she's been talking a lot this week about the logistics for what things are going to look like for those 
couple of teams going from the Pac-12 to the ACC for next year uh, because that's obviously a huge concern for travel and things like that. And so it's like, yeah, she's about to be the winningest coach in college basketball history, but also she really cares about like the well-being of the sport, mm. the well-being of, of everyone involved. And so I just think that's super dope. And I was so worried about getting her last name right that I got her first name wrong. Uh, Hannah Hidalgo joined. Oh, no, I can't read. Uh, Caitlin Clark, Markel Fultz, and Sheila Lamberg as the fourth D1 player to average 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists in their first 10 career games. And then it says she did it in nine. How do you how do you do it in nine with an average? So she has like the other ones had at some point like a really big game that like gotcha. brought it up or something. Um but and then she also did it averaging I mean at one point it was six steals. I think yeah. six point one steals. Also six steals. Yeah. She was twenty three point six, five point nine rebounds, yeah. five point eight assists, and six point one steals. Yeah. Six steals. I mean, no one else did that. No one does no. that point blank period. She is unreal. She's and, unreal. Yeah. And, and a freshman, you know, just and a freshman. That, that huge group of freshmen. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the national awards, if you think that they've been topics of conversation for the past couple of years, just, I mean, think for the next few after that, think of freshman of the year this year. Like, I mean, she's competing for fresh or for player of the year in the ACC alongside freshman of the like yeah i i can't it's it's oh. unreal as a, as a very slow person i just <laughs> and she's at me. notre dame and it just tells you i keep saying this there's so much parody in women's sports i felt like if you were to ask me probably five eight years ago i would have said like women's basketball is so top heavy yes and yeah how how is it ever going to change and i feel like it has changed i mean notre dame historically a great team but we're just talking about so many different teams at well, this point and and the reason why it's changed a lot of it has to do with players making a concerted effort and making a decision and saying yeah. you know what i don't know if I'm going to be competing for a national title right away, but they believe that I have the talent. I'm going to attract enough talent around me that we're going to build something here. And, and it's happened on a national scale where they go places that the culture is right, that it means something to them. You know, for instance, I just saw um, one of the top players in next year's class, Kiyomi McMiller, just committed to Rutgers who is historically yeah. a very, a very prominent program has a very special place in history, but has really been struggling as of late, especially since C. Vivian Stringer retired. And so she made that decision and she looked at it and she said, no, I'm not worried about this year. I'm not worried about last year. I'm worried about, you know, who's there and what we can build. And, and that's just been happening across the board it's not okay your top players are going to go to yukon south carolina or you know notre dame or you know texas Bay or whatever depending on what part of the country they're in there's going to yeah. be their other two options now it's like no they're gonna go where they want to go that's addie brown has said i came to iowa state because i knew that they were going to push me and i knew that i was going to be coached the way i want to be coached and i knew that i was going to have the opportunity to play a lot of different roles in a lot of different mm -hmm. positions. I wasn't going to be stuck into one box and true to form, you know, she's played every position on the court already and contributed. And that's just been on a huge scale. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. So my last um, little thing is a, an amalgamation of a bunch of little things because I read this on, it was posted three days ago from front office sports uh, on looks like they posted on Twitter and in the past month in women's sports, we have had the professional women's hockey team launch and set attendance record, which I'm like, 
how do you set an attendance record if you just launched? But you know what? Go off. I'll I'll let them have that. I think it's like record. all women's hockey, in, okay. including past leagues. Okay, okay. I'll I'll accept that. Um, Gatorade signed Caitlin Clark. Thorne set a national world national world national women's soccer league record. Um, sixty five million sell for sixty five million. So. The Thorns were sold for $65 million. That is a record. Okay, I understand that. Pro Volleyball Federation first draft, which I think is so exciting. I feel like volleyball has always been one of those things that I would love to watch the next level of. And I really, really like watching um, Olympic volleyball, indoor volleyball love watching sand volleyball it like <sighs> must must see tv for me mm-hmm. when there's olympic um volleyball so i'm very excited about that and very excited to we hopefully should, uh, we that. should make a road trip to omaha oh that'd be fun i love omaha too okay the WNBA announced their 40 game schedule maria sanchez signs her record deal for the nwsl the oh the pro volleyball federation signed with cbs mm-hmm. that is what that is where they're going to be um airing a lot of those games ncaa volleyball title sets a viewership record we saw that one coming ncaa sets two volleyball attendance records see people love volleyball we want to watch the next level and then this last one um is one that i'm going to leave us a little bit on a cliffhanger because we want to hear from Steph uh, what she thinks of this contract, because this is something that Steph has been talking about for years, wanting the NCAA to write a new contract for the women's March Madness. And they wrote a new contract, but I am not sure that it means what a lot of people think that it means. Um, They got a record valuation, that is not hard to do because in the past they have been severely undervalued and I am afraid that they are still undervalued, but I just want to leave this on a little bit of a cliffhanger because I know that Steph has some things to say about that. Yes. It happened in the last month. Yes. It's women's sports. Yes. Some people are excited about it, but I would like to hear what Steph has to say about it as a lawyer as a women's uh, sports fan and just as my other co-host of the podcast. So that's where I'm going to leave us. We always say, let's keep this short. We always go super long and I'm not sorry about it because I love having Jamie on and I love seeing her face um, and hearing her point of view on women's sports because it's insane and so good. So thank you, Jamie, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me in my giant, uh, full length blanket oh is that a snuggie it goes past my knees okay it was a christmas gift i i try not to take it off i might not take it off before the game tomorrow i might roll up wearing this with how cold it's supposed to be jamie you look like handmaiden's tail right now oh don't like that don't like that at all (laughs) really cozy thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it i love being able to talk women's sports being able to talk cyclone sports and it seriously literally i mean it could not have worked out better with the thoughts i was having during the game Mm. i teased it on twitter a little bit i said i love it if only i had somewhere i could talk about this and then i had people like (laughs) Oh yeah, like tweet it. I'm like, no, sorry, this is a tease. You just yeah, don't know it I love it. So speaking of Twitter, tell us everywhere we can find you. You can find me on every social platform. Uh, I'm at J Styes, J S T E Y Z, and then you can listen to me on the 1012 podcast weekly. Um, and you can find our broadcast. I am the analyst for Iowa State Women's Basketball, uh, and all of those can be found on the Varsity Network app or on cyclones.com or uh, when it's not in direct conflict with the men's game like it was last oh, week that was on hard. your uh, local Cyclone affiliate radio station. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks to the Ivy College of Business, as always, for being our sponsor. And now, uh, Jamie, you have to say go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. Go State.